Hello and welcome to One Podcast Under God. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen C. Phillips, joined by my wonderful wife, Mary. Hello. Hello. And so our purpose of doing this podcast is uh, to share what light's been brought to our life over the past couple years, uh, specifically by uh, our journey into going back to the Lord. Yep, we had fallen away from God for a long time, and a couple years ago we've come back to God and we have found out some of His truths, and we've really um, studied the Bible and continued to study it because we could never know it enough. And so these, some of our topics will just be on different things that we have learned and different ways that people can um, acclimate um, some of it into their lives. So our first topic that we'll be covering is... Well, our our goal is attempting to solve a particular problem in any given episode. And so we'll basically ask a question, which we'll kind of tease into the next episode. But uh, we're not going to give that to you right now. So you won't know when that is, being this is the first episode. So, haha, you have to listen. Uh, So the first one is, how can you tell the end is growing near? And let me preface this with saying neither one of us have gone to Bible college. Neither of us are pastors or anything. So this this is strictly like our own personal Bible study that we're essentially sharing with everyone else in in the journey. I also want to put in that we are going to be using Bible scripture just from New King James um, Bibles We're not adding, you know, we may add in things that we see happening in the world. But we're not um, going to. In our opinions, but we're not, we're not pulling from anything awkward. If we pull any type of quotes or anything like that, we'll let you know. Other than that, we're going to be pulling scripture. Strictly from the Bible. And just explaining where we see it in the world today. So it'll be strictly from the Bible without any type of, uh, addition as it were uh, just more so to add to some of the the opinions and conversation that we'll have going on uh, so uh, some of the some of the things that that we've kind of noticed with how things have gotten closer together as far as uh, acts of violence as far as uh, people uh, just bullying each other people uh, creating uh, issues and, and strife with others. Uh, even today, uh, the date of this recording is uh, April the the fourth or third, and uh, there was actually an active shooter at, at like the the YouTube building in California, which um, is today. Today. Yeah, see, I, I've been keeping myself off of pretty much all social media for the most part, um, and I don't do news and stuff. Which, so which I don't the really social media will stay do on all of that because it's just a it's it's an emotional roller coaster. But that's a whole another topic. We'll, we'll there. cover that on another episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it, it's just showing like there, with the more uh, frequent attacks on people in general. Like I just brought it up not to make any kind of commentary on that particular news item because they're all horribly, uh, they're all horrible incidents that are covered uh, consistently in the news. It seems like, uh, the, the news is just full of turmoil. Uh, and 
it actually kind of tells about that, and it's uh, the funny thing about the Bible is is it it repeats itself, but it's just like history. History repeats itself. Uh, so actually, when you go through the Bible, there's plenty of cases where things are are basically kind of spelled out in the same manner uh, of things that have happened uh, through the through the biblical ages and, and through history. Well, um, I guess jump into our first scripture. I wasn't sure if you were reading it or not, but um, Matthew 24, 6 through 8, um, it says, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines pestilences and the earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of sorrows and that just shows that how yes there's always been wars we're not going to claim that you know a thousand years ago there wasn't wars because there were there were wars back in bible times but at the same time they're getting closer together we are having more shootings we're having more um, it seems like we're never even out of war. Violent goes outbreaks. From one, if you want to talk about the nation being in war, we go literally from one war to another war. You know, it's just, it, it, there's not even a break in the wars at this point, whereas there at least used to be breaks in them. Shooting, you didn't, you heard of murders, but you didn't hear of these shootings. I mean, the mass shootings, it's almost a daily basis. Somewhere is being, it, it's just... It's gotten much closer. It's um... well between the riots that have been happening for the last three to four years that have been getting more consistently uh, followed in larger uh, in groups of uh, just the, the whole manner of the situation is is not friendly to anyone in, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, just like these these events that are happening where people are essentially. Uh, just kind of causing problems with you know the murders and with the attacks and uh, um, it's it's just basically I mean a lot a lot of stuff is stemming from people that are getting easily offended over things and that's what's causing a lot of the problems nowadays uh, because there's differences of opinion there's differences of of fact uh, some fact some fiction that some people are uh, throwing as fact uh, when there's there's there there's nothing as clearly written as is what the Bible is. There's no inconsistencies between anything in the Bible, so I, I see that as is concrete fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you look at anything that mankind's come up with on its own; it constantly is being rewritten, but the Bible's not changed. So because God doesn't change. Yeah, and so. Uh, one of the, one of the other scriptures that's that's in there is, uh, and this is from Matthew twenty four ten, and it says, uh, "And many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another, uh, and many false prophets will rise up and deceive many." Uh, we've seen that in the instances where uh, even they're, they're predicting that some guy said something in June. They're supposed to be. Uh, Christ is coming, you know, in another one of those incidents, you know, trying to play, you know, like he's this, this, 
uh, prophet of God that that's saying, you know, he told me he's going to come back on such and such a date when that's not the case. We'll we'll get to that scripture what it clearly says in the Bible on that. But uh, this is also uh, in in Matthew twenty four twelve, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Uh, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Uh, and of course, and, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. Um, and we're not trying to claim here today that, oh, well, you know, two weeks from now to 807, the world's going to end. We're not claiming a date. We're not claiming a time because the Bible clearly says that we do not know. We don't know when Christ will come, but the Bible gives us signs. And so we can know that the time is coming. It's, and we ha- have it in, um, there's a lot from Matthew because this is where Jesus is speaking and explaining um, where that, the signs of the end of time. So we have another one from Matthew 24, 37 through 39. And it says, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of Son Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in a marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. I mean, here we have the signs of from the past scriptures that the um, earthquakes and they would come closer together. The wars would come closer together. And here it's saying, and then this one, it's saying that we would, um, it would be like Noah. Everybody's just having a good time. Everybody's just worried about self. I mean, what's the point? Yeah, do what feels right. What's, What's the point? I mean, Jesus isn't coming anytime soon. So we'll we'll get ready for that when we're ready. You know, maybe when I hit 70, I'll get ready for that. Or if I get cancer, then I'll pray. You know, I mean, no, we need to do it today because we don't know if he's coming later this evening. We don't know if he's coming 100 years from now or he's coming three years from now. But I know with the signs from the Bible, it sure seems like he's coming sooner rather than later. And so the best thing is to do is to get ready for him now. And there's a parable that um, Jesus spoke of, and it's in Matthew 25. And it's about the virgins. Um, There's virgins, and they're waiting for the bridegroom. The bridegroom is late. And so they fall asleep, and some of the virgins were prepared. They brought extra oil. And to light their lanterns. To light their lanterns, yes. And um, some of them did not. They didn't prepare. They brought what the lantern. Was the lantern, and they didn't bring any extra oil. Well, because the bridegroom didn't come when they thought that he would come, the, by the time it was it was late, I'm not reading this word for word, but by the time it was late, their oil was running out. And so they asked the ones that had brought the extra oil, will you give me your oil? Give them, give us some of your oil. And they said, no, you can't. We can't. Then we won't have enough for us. Well, they went to purchase their oil. And when they came back... They were gone. It was too late. They were gone. And that's why we say we need to get ready now. And that's a parable from Jesus because... Um, if we're not ready when he comes, there's no, there's not another chance. There's not, there's not, well, you know, I wasn't ready for you, Lord. So can you come back in, 
you know, maybe a year and then maybe then I'll be ready for you. No, we have to be ready like he's coming today and every day has to show that. Um, because verse Matthew twenty five twelve says, But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And so there's other parables we could go into, which we won't, um, that Jesus has talked about about that. But the biggest thing is we have to be ready now. It doesn't matter if you believe it's going to be another hundred years. It doesn't matter because we don't know that. And so we need to prepare our hearts and our minds for the Lord's coming now. So the biggest thing is we have to take up the cross and follow him. Yeah, so this one is is from Mark, the the Gospel of Mark. Uh, he he basically says that for people to take take up their their cross and to follow follow Jesus, uh, because uh, going to to Mark eight thirty five uh, through thirty eight, he says, "For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul?" Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man, also will be ashamed when he comes to the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And that's that's very much like now. It's it's almost like they make you ashamed uh, or, or try to shame you into uh, following this this adulterous and, and sinful generation which even now it's it's come full circle again i mean we're at that it, it seems like this is like a a consistent thing even in the bible where constantly god's wiping the slate clean not because he wants to but because it's gotten so out of control and and, and that's that's part of the telling of you know the end times too is that god just kind of like all right this is you know last chapter guys uh and but it's because they're, God they're wants to, to spend that time with us. He wants yeah. us to eventually be with him. So there has to be an end to this world. I mean, so don't see it as God saying that, that's it, I can't take it anymore. It's He's trying to bring us Well, to he's him. trying to get, keep, the reason why it hasn't happened is because he keeps wanting to give us more time to, to get right with him and, and to not lose our, mm-hmm. our you know, our eternal life or, or our souls and uh, because he loves us so much, that's why he even gave his own son for our cause uh, to to bring us up there with him. Uh, but it, they almost make you in, in the like the media and and just in social society now they they almost try to shame you into denying him uh, in a sense because they want you to do what feels right, do what's you know you have to be okay with all of these various. things things going on in in the world and if you are you're against us and you hate us and and everything like that when it's not even the case it's it's you know they it they're they're just pushing this this hate kind of uh, thought pattern which isn't really justified i mean even even when you move to the gospel of john uh 15 uh 18 it says if the world hates you you know that it hated me before it hated you uh, if you were one of the world and the world would love its own. And, and that's kind of, you know, if you're not with us, they, they kind of see like you're against them, even though that's not, you know, you're supposed to love everyone equally, which is kind of the way that God intended it. Uh, and, and a lot of the time that isn't how it ends up. 
Yes, um, the the world does. I mean, I should say this carefully, but it does seem there's more of the world that hates 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 the true Christ follower. I don't want to say the Christian because there's a difference. Um, because there's the Christian that goes to church and shows their face there or, you know, pretends, but then their whole life, nothing in their life shows Christ. And it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, we can show up to church every single week, but if we're not living him every day, then we're not showing. And a lot of times, like, it's like, really? Those are just the religious ones, you know? Those are the silly religious ones. And so with that, we just have to know that we are really living um, the Christ life. We need to, the number one is we must love. We have to walk in love because Christ walked in love. And we even have in Ephesians um, 5, 1 through 7, we have, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling sweet aroma. And I just want to pause on that before I finish the rest of those scriptures, that this is the first year, I think, that I've really, really taken and understood how much Jesus went through on the cross. This is just kind of an add-in, I know. But really think about it. Study it out. Because we think of the physical pain he went through, um, with the nails being in and the, you know, hanging there. But we don't think, a lot of times we don't think of the mental, the emotional issues that he went through. And this is the first year I really have thought beyond the physical. He had our sins put on him, which means every single sin of every person, every emotion. Can you imagine when you're hurt or when you're sad? That was put on Jesus at that cross. Every time we make a mistake. And so that's just my little added in there. But um, So starting at Ephesians 5.3. But fornication and all uncleanliness or covenantness, which covenantness, of course, is huge, huge now. I mean, you can't buy a new cell phone without it being outdated by the time you well, walk out of the they, store. And this is partially with, with marketing greed. They have trained us since birth to covet the new thing, the next thing, mm-hmm. the the thing that someone else has that we we don't have, the thing we want that we can't afford. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I think that even, you know, and I think that I learned this with our, our recent thing with, uh, recent experience with uh, having a smartphone is we have a three or four year old phone now at this mm-hmm. point. Don't even care. Like it's not no. even... Uh, one, I just want mine to give to send the text that I try to send now because it doesn't want to send my text part yeah, of the time or I, I don't get people's text. But I mean, we yeah. have the we have the Galaxy S five. They're on the S nine now, and there's really, I mean, honestly, aside from features and the fact that it's new, there's nothing wrong with what you have. Like, be happy for what you have. Like, mm-hmm. if you need it, that's one thing. But if you want it just because it's the next greatest thing or it's new, uh, that's not. You know, you're you're coveting something, which we'll go more into a lot of um, those type of things, being thankful or not coveting and stuff. In later episodes, we'll cover things, things that people struggle with, like that. um, I've struggled with things, but I'm just showing that again. This is another thing that's just going on in the world now. But it says, 
uh, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. So um, we can't be partakers of that because we would have no right to the kingdom of God. It's saying right there that if we, there's some... I know there's certain preachers, certain things that says the more money you have, you know, the the more likely you'll get into heaven. It's the one thing. It's just like the saying goes, money can't buy happiness. Well, money cannot buy heaven. Only our walk with Christ can buy heaven. And so be talking about being ready for the end of times, this is a time that we have to be ready to get our ticket into heaven um, because we want to spend that time with God. If it, if not, if we don't love God, then what's the point in being in heaven? We wouldn't want to be there anyways because there would be no joy for us there. And then when you kind of look at things that, uh, the fact that we're so uh, self-centered and centered on things of this world, uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, a couple of scriptures from Colossians uh, 3.2 and 3.3, and, 3, and then there's a couple other ones in Colossians, but... Uh, it, it says, set your mind on these on things above, not on things of the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God, uh, which you kind of want to do that anyway, like just because there's really not, uh, this world is not set up for joy with sin in it. And that can go all, that can be a whole other topic on baptism, but even before, if you haven't been to baptize, even before you can give your heart to, to Jesus, um, Baptism is obviously very important, but, um, and we'll go over that again in another topic, but we need to give ourselves up, and that truly is a huge, huge commitment, and I'll just explain it, um, just a little of ours. I mean, we used to be in love with media and with the movies. I was a horror buff. Um, I loved all the Saw movies and, um the haunted houses during Halloween and stuff. And now, like, we gave that up. I, uh, it's been a little over two years. I think it's been about it's two about and a half years. years. for you, for the horror Maybe. movies. Um, been two and a half, three years, somewhere in that time. I gave them up, and... Well, this preface... It's amazing that even now, when I'm driving down the street at Halloween time and see somebody's stuff in their front yard, I know this is silly, but I'll have nightmares. I don't will wake up screaming and crying like my kids do, but I'll have nightmares because... I mean, I just don't see it anymore. I don't. I don't want it. My my heart is being filled with Christ because he. I'm asking for it, and he's answering that. And so you may think that you'll miss things, but you're not gonna miss them. Well, and this is the thing too. I I used to watch a ton of television and films. Uh, we had 1,400 movies there for a bit, uh, and sold like 98 percent of everything. Uh, don't miss any of it, honestly. Like, there were too many choices for one to even pick a movie. And then two, the more we watched them, the more we realized, and, and I think the more we were being pushed towards uh, God anyway, it was, you know, the more that God was working in our hearts and everything, it 
it started with we we couldn't stand the the horror and the gore and everything else and then it was the swearing and then it was uh various other types of jokes and situations and then so it started uh, just working through us and we we started realizing we didn't like these type of films anymore and so we just we we started getting rid of them left and right there was no reason to have them anymore um and and that stuff on its own could be its own topic uh, this is this episode's kind of in a variety of ways like an overview of some things but not really like it's kind of glossing over some of it because obviously the Bible is very meaty on well, a variety of topics. I think what it is is the end times has to do with getting ready for Christ. Um, so we're really covering the topic within it because it's those are some important things that we have to get rid of or we have to really pray about and figure out what's going in our lives that's keeping us away from Christ. Um, One of the things... Uh, and this is why I had the other Colossians uh, quotes was because uh, Mary had kind of said that she's gotten off Facebook uh, because of the negativity and all, all the things with that. Well, I see a lot of it being in media and and being on social media and, and having friends in media. Uh, but this this kind of reminds me of that. And, and it kind of goes along with that old saying of if you don't have anything nice, don't say anything at all. Uh in, in more or less, uh, but Colossians three eight says, "But now you yourselves are to put off all these things, uh, or all all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, uh, and then uh, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of Him who created him." Uh, it, it, it's just you know, and then. Colossians 3.12, you, you get, you know, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Um, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Um, so like it's, it's, you know, it's using God and, and love to communicate, not sitting there and, and having just these mean spirited conversations, not having, because you know, really what good does it do? I mean, it, it doesn't do any good. And if you're speaking the way Christ would speak to you, there's plenty of good in that conversation. Well, in Colossians 3.17, ending with Colossians there, it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So that means every single action we do is for him. And remember, there's um, that means the things we put in front of our eyes, the things we have our ears listen to, um, all of it. We have to do that in Jesus's name. So know that if the music you enjoy is not Christ-like, that is not lifting him up and not inspiring you, then it's not something that you should be listening to. Same with um, media. You know, Steve mentioned I got off of media. Um, I still have Facebook for a specific mom's group that I love. But um, besides that, I'm not on the Facebook anymore because I realized how much of an emotional roller coaster it was causing me. I well, mean, like, what were some of the examples have, that that you had 
that that you would have in any given day like oh, not mean, specific but just yeah like for instance you would have the first picture you see is the new baby that your friend had oh that's so sweet i love it he's so cute and then the next picture is um abused dog oh man why would somebody do that that's not even right i mean i don't know that dog but that's not right and then the next thing is the government has passed this law that da, 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 that you have no control and over. And you have no control over it. So now I'm angry. So I've already, so in the, you know, maybe minute and a half I've been on Facebook, I've been excited. I've been sad. I've been angry. And then, you know, then if you just keep strolling, we're just going to keep then, going then, back then and forth a, between a, all of these. Then there's a comedy bit that you'll find from some meme. And then you'll find so something else. So if you're else on and, Facebook, I didn't look up any statistics but i'm sure you can find them um if you're on facebook for say or any social media for that instance if you're on there for say 15 to 20 minutes how much of an emotional roller coaster are you going on and how much are you seeing how much are you reading how much are you hearing in your mind that is not christ-like that is not his deeds it's actually been reported um in the news quite a few times over the last year or two uh how you actually need to detox yourself from your digital devices, from your social media, from a lot of that stuff, because there's so much of an overload uh, on your brain that you never actually fully recover. And so that's what's a lot of causing the the depression, a lot of the uh, anger, the anxiety, a lot of the issues and uh, that people have in today's world. And that's it's not helping anybody. I think it's only gotten worse as we've gotten more into the internet and technological mm-hmm. age. Which, yes, yes, there are some great benefits to having some of this stuff, but at the same time, if it's not used properly, just like anything else, it it can be abused and used for the wrong reasons and create more problems. But again, something that we'll share with another topic, I don't want to get too far off course, Um, but we're just expressing a lot of these things because there are ways, things that a lot of us have struggled with or do struggle with that we need to get ready for when Jesus comes and live today. Like Jesus is coming today. And, um, we just have a couple more verses. Um, we have first Timothy four, one through first or through four, two, and it says, now the spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from their faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. And I think of that with, um, you know, we're thinking spirits and demons and, you know, people kind of get all goofy about that. But no, we're we're talking um, being deceived by by Satan, being deceived by people, being deceived con- continually. And hypocrisy, we see this all the time because you see people that are not following God whatsoever. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't be able to do this before I put it out there because we should, we can come to Christ at our lowest points. But don't, I think where hypocrisy comes in is don't we can be say, hide, don't hide behind Jesus's name and still continue to do what you're going to do. Exactly. So if you're going to say that you are a follower of Christ, you can't be the one on social media or somewhere else. You can't be the one posting the foul language, the ones that when you're around them, your negativity is following. You can't be continually. And it's still something I am still struggling with. I am trying. I'm 
drastically, especially as a mom and stuff, like getting out of, you know, anger and being hypocritical because I can come across as hypocritical to my kids if I'm, if I'm telling them, you know, we love God and da, 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 but then I lose my temper with them. And so we need to think about that in every aspect of our lives, from our jobs to our children to the people, because we will be speaking lies and we will be hypocritical and we need to stay focused on God. People need to look at us and know that God's in us. And um, do you have any final thoughts before I read the final verse? Not really. I mean, I, I think that we've kind of covered a lot of ground. Some of it a uh, little bit loaded, some of it not. Uh, but I, I think that we've kind of given a, a decent overview of some of what this podcast is, is striving to do anyway. Uh as well as, as uh, some possibilities of some, some topics that will kind of help coach in the way that, that we've kind of learned along our journey uh, and some, some memorable things that, uh, that, that we find uh, interesting, whether it be, you know, training stewards of your family to, you know, sub- to help the community, whether it's uh, just various other uh, character aspects that would be following in Christ's uh, likeness uh, that that we've been learning over the past year or two uh, since we came back to to Christ. So with that, my last few verses I want to read is actually in Revelation um, twenty two one through four, um, and this just. This is what we can look forward to. I mean, we I didn't go too much into the descriptions of heaven in the Bible, but this is one because if we're not ready for him, we the, we will be we will cease to exist. Um and but he's promised us eternal life if we're ready for him and if we're willing to give our lives over to him. And so I just want to read this as a little bit of what we could have to look forward to. And it says, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, which let's get for real. Our water is pretty um, chemical induced. Well, chemically induced and not so crystal clear anymore. Proceeding from the throne of God and of the lamb in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of light, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And um, pausing there, just think about that fruit. I mean, we we talk with our kids, our young kids about this, and they're like, Mommy, I want a pear in, in heaven, or I want an orange, you know, depending on the day. And this tree is going to have the most delicious fruit that we could have ever, and it's going to heal. It's, I mean, there won't be pain and suffering in heaven, but it'll heal every pain that we've ever had there'll be no pain there but and there shall be no more curse but the throne of god and of the lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads i just look forward to the day when i can look jesus right in the face and i i can that just no more pain the amount of pain and suffering that i see in this world and that I have, you know, with sick family members and different situations, the amount of anger that can come up on a daily basis, I just, none of that. Jesus is going to take all of that from us, 
And he's going to hold us. He's going to work us through it. And so that's just what we could have to look forward to. And I actually kind of wish I had, but there's scripture, you know, about the alternative to that. And it's gnashing of teeth. And it's just horrendous. It's it's, it's not a happy picture. It's not. I mean, so is it really worth coveting that next big item? Is it really worth destroying your mind with the things of this world um, to not see heaven, to not eat the fruit of life. And I don't believe it is. And so our ending um, quote, it says, And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, Omega. The beginning and the end, the first and the last, and if you want to know, that's Revelation 22, 12, and 13. And it just shows he's coming, and he's going to give his reward, but it's going to be to those who we're going to be um, shown for our deeds. Not for our works, not for what we've done, but for where our heart has, has put us. And that means following Jesus in every command he's given us, and also... Um, following him in our lives and showing the love that he has in the character of him. So that's it on this podcast, but... So in signing off, basically, to, to kind of hint for the next time of how else you can be prepared for the return of Jesus, we're going to cover the topic of prayer. Uh, what can you do when you don't feel like doing it? Uh, if you're unpracticed with it, uh, what are the benefits? What can you pray for? Uh, just kind of breaking down some of the uh, a lighter tone than than this, but at the same time very uh, important. Uh, if you remember, Jesus prayed multiple times, Jesus even prayed. while his disciples slept. We had our son earlier, he was being, our five-year-old was being very cranky, and we said, you, you need to pray, and he's like, I had already prayed, I don't, I don't, I can't pray all day, and we both just giggled, because yes, actually, we can, we, it would be wonderful to have a whole day of prayer, um, but that's where we need to get to, where yes, we do pray all day, and so um, prayer is something huge that we need to come over, and I also want to encourage you. Any of you have um, prayer requests, you would like us to pray for you or even with you. I don't care if it's through some type of Skype thing, which Steve knows how to use. I don't have a clue. Um, Or a Facebook or a phone number. I don't care. If you have a prayer request or need somebody to pray with you, please let me know. If you have a topic you would like us to cover, let us know. If you have questions, even on this topic, we could go deeper. And again, like Steve said, we're not... Um, we're not Bible scholars or anything else. We're just people that have been in the world and we are now with God and we're still on our journey. We're still coming closer and we're still learning. And if anything, this is kind of a good way for us to do our own studies to come closer to God. But we want to spread his message. So if you have any questions, anything, we would love to hear from you. I actually get more excited um myself with these podcasts and stuff when I hear from people so I would love to hear your requests your um you know how how you enjoyed the episode anything so 
So if you'd like to contact us, there's currently the email address onepodcastundergod at gmail.com. Uh, I don't have any social media or any uh, any particular website set up for it right now, uh, but uh, you'll be able to find it shortly thereafter in, in Google Play, uh, um, iTunes, and uh, Stitcher, I believe. A uh, couple of different streaming devices, uh, locations. So... Uh, be sure to, to let us know in the email what uh, topics you'd like, what uh, prayers you'd like, and uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us for any reason, just uh, email us there. So until next time, we have been Steve and Mary on One Podcast Under God. Bye.